Welcome to the secret life of celebrity pets with me, Darren Kennedy. Each week, we go behind closed doors of some famous faces and into the pampered world of celebrity pets. For this, our final episode in the series, my guest is presenter, writer, and Instagram sensation, James Kavanagh. James is the proud owner of a hairless sphinx cat named after the late Princess Diana. I mean, of course she is. James explains how an episode of Friends inspired his choice of pet and how he ended up getting the ferry to Wales to get Diana an adventure of titanic proportions. This is The Secret Life of Celebrity Pets. James Kavanagh and Diana, thank you so much for joining us on The Secret Life of Celebrity Pets. I'm so excited. Oh my God, me too. And you're wearing a dog jumper. I am. I wore the dog jumper just for you, even though I'm a cat man. (laughs) Cat man. So Harry and Diana actually met before. Look at them. We have videos of that somewhere. I must try and root that oh, out. Do you remember you brought her over? She looks gorgeous. She hasn't changed a bit. Do you know what? She's actually a little bit overweight. Oh, that um, happens, house cats. Yeah, and especially because she's a cat that she can't, um, she's not allowed to go outside either. Like we had a cat here before and he was able to go around the alleyways and get a bit of exercise, but because she's a sphinx, like she can't be near other cats because her skin is too sensitive. But have I seen you out walking her in a leash? Yeah, so if, I, if I'm there, I can control where she's going and stuff. But she, if she went off, she'd be mauled by the rough alley cats of Fibsboro. <laughs> and is, is she okay? I have her on, I have her on a diet. Um, so she has this thing called a slow feeder. Have you ever heard of them? No, but I saw it on your stories. Yeah, it's amazing. So you put, she's on 40 grams of food a day. You put it in here and it takes her ages to kind of paw the little bits out and just to use her mind and it's good for her brain. And her food normally lasts about five minutes if I put it in a bowl. That lasts all day now. Brilliant. So it's like a good way of keeping a cat entertained. I think that's really important as well for any animal who can't get outdoors. Like, exactly. You, you know, keep mine going. And I, I, I did feel sorry for like, you know, I'm like, oh, she's just going a bit stir crazy in here. But since I got the feeder now, you can see her like going around it and trying to see which way to get the food. And so it's kind of nice to see. She's loving life. It's given her a new lease of life. This is it. <laughs> can you tell us, she's, she is a really like rare breed. You don't see many sphinx around. Why did, you, why did you choose a sphinx in particular? So I actually, uh, do you remember that episode of Friends when Rachel got a sphinx cat? <laughs> Of course. I should have known, James. I should have known. <laughs> I, I remember watching that episode and I was like, what is that? And I just fell in love with it. And the, but it was ironic because that, the, the cat in the storyline was, was to make you hate the cat and think it was disgusting. Because um, it was like hissing at, at Rachel's friends and uh, Gunther ended up buying it off her, of course. But I fell in love with it then. And it's funny because I... I went over to, I went to Wales to get Diana um, and I, I always wanted to call my cat Diana after Princess Diana and the only place I could get a Sphinx cat was Wales. So I was like, she's the Princess of Wales. I think it's meant to be. Yeah. So I went over and I was talking to the woman I bought the cat off and she was saying that um, that episode of Friends like did the worst PR job for Sphinxes. Like there was like a down opposite of a surge, a downfall in, in like Sphinx interest and people didn't want Sphinxes anymore after that one episode of Friends. Was there no breeders in Ireland? No, no, none in Ireland. So the closest uh, was Wales. I ended up getting a, 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 the train to Rosslare, I think it was, um, went down to Rosslare and then got the ferry across to Wales. One 
very hungover morning. It was the worst trip of my entire life. Seasick on the boat. And then, then I was handed Diana at the port and I was like, do I actually want this? <laughs> like, it was like, you, you know in Harry Potter when Voldemort is like the little child, the little like emaciated thing. It's like a cross between Gollum and like Voldemort. It was like, what have I done? But you know, taking this demon from hell, but she's the best thing ever. Like my first ever pet and I love her. Did you not have pets growing up? No, actually, I had, we had a dog when I was, when I was born, there was a dog called Jenny, my brother's dog, who he has never forgiven me about this, but he, I used to go follow Jenny around and kind of like annoy her in the garden. And I was only a baby and my, my granny was really worried that like it would attack me. And like, there was kind of stories in the, in the, in the news at the time of like, you know, babies and irritating pets pets and then the, the pet would go for them so my, my granny kind of made my mum get rid of the dog but my brother has never let me for live that down I I got rid of his dog Jenny but she oh. went to a nice farm and whatever but I I yeah I didn't have pets growing up I, that was the final thing I had goldfish which are, aren't any crack I had sea monkeys but never like a pet thing sea monkeys sea monkeys yeah did you ever have sea monkeys no what are sea monkeys they're like, you used to get them in the, Ar in, Ar in the Argus catalogue. There's like, uh, they, they come in like a little tank like that and it's sachet and you put the sachet in the bottom, fill it with water and then all these like tadpole things like come alive. Okay, but it's not like an actual animal, a living thing. It's no. Like, I've, got, I've never heard of a sea, because I used to have aquariums growing up. I loved like, but I had tropical fish and uh, turtles and yeah yeah i was oh, like God, you fancy bitch i like listen i my first job was when i was 13 i never stopped working and every week so i get paid every thursday and i'd go straight to the pet shop in omni park and i'd spend pretty much my entire wages come here i love i love that you headed off hungover as you were on the ferry to wales to guess what would be diana and you'd already chosen the name which i think is quite interesting because i had already pre-chosen the name harry did you? Connection between Harry and Diana yeah. on many levels. Many. And it's funny because I just, yeah, and I don't know what that's about because recently I've been thinking if and when I get another dog. Now, it could be 10 years in the future. It's going to be a girl and she's going to be called Frankie. So it's like, it's already done. It's already a done deal. Come here, what is it with you? It's funny as well because I, I was even like... If, 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 it's, if it's a boy sphinx, I'm still going to call it Diana. So it's, and the only sphinx that was available was a female. So it, it was just all the stars aligned. But you didn't even know what gender she was going to be. No, I didn't care. I just wanted to call the cat Princess Diana, no matter what. <laughs> it has been said, and I know it's not true, but it has been said that you got the cat for content. You do love Diana, don't you? Oh, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> And gender's dead. Gender's dead. Who cares if it was a, a, a male cat? <laughs> it's, like, it's all about fluidity. It's all about fluidity. You even, I love this, James. Only you could do this. You went so far as to dress up as Diana at Halloween. I mean, that was, that was a, a moment in time to be captured. It was. I did. Uh, and it's funny. I remember seeing some tweet and some guy was like, that, that bat, like he didn't like me, obviously. And he was like, that bastard, I bet he only bought that cat so he could dress up as her, the attention seeker. It's like, uh, I premeditated that I wanted to dress up as her, so I got these things. But yeah, I do, I, uh, I, I, was, I was thinking of what to do. I love Halloween so much. 
and I always go kind of out there for different costumes and I was like what am I going to dress and I was staring at the cat and I said the cat was staring back at me being like what is going on I was like that is what I'll be so I got a, a body painter over fully body painted me like uh, one of the girls worked on um she worked on Game of Thrones and she did the prosthetics Amazing. so she got, made like the nose and the ears and everything so yeah. Was it comfortable? Yeah, it, wa it wasn't, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, and uh, I, 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 because I wanted to really live as a Sphinx cat that night, I didn't have any clothes on me. I just had tiny little briefs, grey briefs. Um, and it was October, so it was freezing. But the funniest part was like, and the paint didn't budge because it was like proper like movie paint. And I remember coming back at like to my house at around six in the morning, like after a party. And I was kind of going up the road. The taxi let me out like down the end of the road. And one of my neighbors audibly screamed when she seen me cross the road. Because I looked like I looked like something from the sewers, like at that stage. And I had one of my ears was missing, and I was just like this creep coming across the road. <laughs> did you get chatted up, as Diana? Do you know what I actually did? And I was like, I never get chatted up. The one fucking night I'm a weird cat, I get chatted up. I think this guy maybe had a kink for like I don't know cosplay. <laughs> Oh my god, that's brilliant! Because I mean, people say, especially I don't know if it's the same with cats, but definitely with dogs, like that. It's a great conversation starter, like dating with your dog. Does the same apply to cats? Like, do people kind of open conversations with you over cats? Do you know what I when I came off the the ferry with Diana, I had um. I had Diana in like a cat carrier case thing. And she looked, she looks more cat-like now, but when I got her, she was more lizardy kind of vibes. And this, this little guy on the red line, Lewis goes, Mister, is that a snake? <laughs> so yeah, it opens up some sort of conversations. But um, no, no I, I think dogs can be a good like pickup thing. Cause when you're out and about, people stop the dog and you know, you can, but with Diana, people are kind of a little bit, ooh. <laughs> you know, I used to get it. I don't get it so more with Harry anymore, but I used to. And it's not that he's gotten big or anything, but I used to be walking around Dublin. And you go, ah, Miss Diana, that's a bleeding rat, right? And, I, and I'd be like, he has feelings too, you know. But I haven't had any. I think, they, I think they've all just said it to me at this stage. There's no one left. Yeah. Did you always want that, the, the breed of Harry? That. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think. Is it a miniature Yorkshire? It's a mini Yorkie, yeah. yeah. I did, yeah, I did. To be honest with you, I really did my research because I've had dogs all my life. I've had pets, as I was saying. And yeah. I live in an apartment. I live in the city centre. I travel a lot. So even when I'm not here, I needed a dog that wasn't going to shed, that wasn't going to need like miles and miles and miles of walking every day. Yeah. And would be happily indoors. And also wasn't a big burden on my parents it, when I'm yeah. traveling for them to mind them. So, so that was kind of like, and also Yorkies are full of characters. So they're tiny, as you know, like Harry's tiny, but like Hanks, he's a tiger. Oh my God. Yeah. Like the first time I met Harry was probably seven years ago, maybe. Yeah. Long, yeah. Longer, I'd say longer. Longer, yeah, seven or eight years ago in Pink House, and he came in, and the, you know, my old where I used to work is a massive big office, but he owned the whole space like straight away. He's still like that. Do you know what I've just realised? I don't know if it's the same for you, but the way I have the camera set up, it's like your Doberman ears are directly facing Harry. It's like they're staring at each other. 
Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually kind of hilarious. Come here. Right. This is this is, uh, this is quite funny, right? When I was just kind of doing a little Google about yourself and Diana before we chat, one of the suggested things that people also search was yeah. how much is James Kavanagh worth, right? And the reply is, wait for this. James Kavanagh's estimated net worth is between one million and five million dollars. Sorry, what? Where are you finding this? I was on Google. Is it me, James Kavanagh? It must be. <laughs> I'm delighted. <laughs> You're a millionaire. That's news to me. I mean, I love it. I mean, on that note, is is Diana a pampered uh, feline? She is a pampered feline. Um, I, I actually, I'll just show you real quick there. I just bought her a new water fountain. I love it. I love it, James. So does she lick from that? She does, and it's beside the bar. So that's my bar, and that's her bar. And she has, she has a little marble plinth there, and it's filtered water. So yeah, I am such a, a, a sap when it comes to you know buying her like the, the latest accessories and water fountain feature. Um, but you know, you, you said something interesting there about Harry not shedding. Diana, obviously, because she's hairless, doesn't shed, and that was a major thing for me as well. But because she has no she has no fur, I have to buy her little clothes. So oh. I buy her little bits of bobs. I'll grab a few bits actually. Oh, go on. You do realize you've set, you've set a, a precedent now with the, the moving water because I did that with Harry. And for a while he wouldn't drink his water unless I was physically pouring it out of a glass into his bowl. And, <laughs> and it's the only time he would drink his water. So much so that he would like literally go over to his bowl and start making these noises like, mm. <laughs> and he would like do it for like oh yeah and he would do it for half an hour even though the bowl was full of water I had to go over and pour it and thankfully oh I got him out to have it brilliant well when I first got Diana I got one of the, two, the the feeders that was like for the food and for the water they were in the same thing but cats don't like their water beside their food because in the wild they think that you know they've killed something so that the blood will go into the water and spoil the water so it's in their instinct to not drink near their food so it's it's actually people always say who own cats oh my cat never drinks water but then they catch it near the the tap and it's like gulping the drippy tap so you should always if you can't have a, if, if a running water feature which is the ideal thing to have the bowl should be on the other side of the room not beside their food i never knew. have you ever caught her in the loo drinking no in? i haven't no but she uh, before i got before i moved the water or got the moving water feature she'd always be drinking out of glasses out of the t like she'd be hovering near the tap to get the drips and i was like why is she doing this and someone told me that's on a research and that's why because they don't like it in the wild oh my god right show me some of her fashion oh i love it sorry like let's just describe that so this is a pink uh petticoat with a i'm gonna say shirling trimmed collar and cuffs that's correct i call it her jackie o coat because i love like it something jackie o would wear so that's her little coat i i put that on her in the winter when we're going outside and does she um, mind this or does she appreciate it no i think she appreciates it because otherwise she'd be kind of freezing this is her little, uh, I, her Peg Sayers number, I think. Kind of, um, you can, you do your fashion talk of what it is. I mean, so here we have, it's a, an autumn winter, a Balenciaga-esque, uh, hand, hand knitted and stitched garment playing up this season's taupe. Yes! 
<laughs> oh my god, I want to do a fashion show with her sometime and you narrate it. Oh my god, let's do it 100%. <laughs> so this is another thing someone made, Diana, and sent it because I was, um, I was going on at the time about how much I love and um, r- loved river dance so they kind of made her like a so this is a slinky number she's getting ready for cocktails she's got this is what i call a velour in emerald green it's her it's her little nod to her heritage being a mix of wales and ireland and a little it's almost like is that a fur collar or a feather collar fur oh it's fur so this is the mouse that she uh does she ever catch mice by the way her Cruella de Vil coat. Um, no, she doesn't. Uh, well, I, there hasn't been a... Ma- Do you know what she's mad for? Flies. Like, I oh, see... I'd, you'd be, she'd be there and you'd see her fly up in the air, like, just going after a fly. Harry chases flies as well. Oh, does he? Because it's, it's, it's the right size for our tiny little pets. Yeah. Um, then this is... Uh, so I had a robe made for my birthday, for my 30th, and the, the person who made it made this for Diana as well. It's made in the same fabric as mine. So we're, oh, we're yet to do a shoot wearing it, but that's her, uh, that's her, her robe. I love it. I love it. Oh, and there, this is for pride. Oh, oh, a unicorn. I love her. It's a hoodie. It's a hoodie. Yeah. So that's her, some of her key pieces. Some of her key pieces for this season. Yeah. Can we tell me, do you let her into the bed? Uh, well, to be honest, not really, because I think cats are a bit different in that, like, I, dogs, they seem to like when they're asleep, they can sleep for a while, but cats kind of go for quick naps. Maybe that's where cat nap comes from. So she'd be up and down the whole time. Like I, I, when I first got her, I used to kind of, she could go anywhere in the house, but now I put her, she's chasing a ball around. I can hear it. I can hear it. Yeah. When, when I, when I first got her, I used to let her go up and down, but she'd be literally hopping on and off the bed the whole night disturbing my sleep so now i have her locked in this room then when you know when i go to bed so she's not on the bed now come here clearly you're sharing your love of fashion with her and people often say that you know pets and their owners share uh traits and characteristics whether they're you know physical or more you know character traits what do you and diana share do you know what what i love about cats is they're they're on their own and they'll come to you for a cuddle and I'm a bit like that as well. I, I'm, a, I'm a very, um, I think that my life suits me in that like I'm, I, I spend a lot of time on my own. I'm at, my, I'm at home a lot. Um, and I love that. I love my own company. And that's kind of, that's Diana as well. And she'll go to you when she wants to play. So I'm going to take that ball away. <laughs> so she, she'll go to you when she wants affection or she'll go to you when she wants to cuddle. And I'm like that with William. Like, he'll come over to me and want to, like, cuddle and stuff. I'm, I'm a bit like, so we definitely share that trait of we'll go to you when we want affection. You know, obviously, we've never, as a race, spent so much time in our houses than we have now in isolation. You're very lucky, and a lot of people are saying that they wish they had a dog or a cat that they could foster. How have you found this time spending probably more than ever with Diana? And how has she kind of, I guess, helped keep you grounded and keep 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 your, your head sane you know it's kind of nice to be responsible for another living thing in a weird way so you know ha- having to look after her and because i'm at home more now she i i'm around her more and she wants more affection than i normally would be used to because i'd be i i kind of not rarely see her but i wouldn't see her as much um but now i'm seeing her all the time and 
when you get up in the morning and she's like, you know, I can hear her meowing through the door. It's kind of, you know, it's nice to go in and feed her and have a little cuddle with her. So I think having a pet, especially during these times, is, is really nice. Um, and it's rewarding, I think, as well. Yeah. I mean, you clearly love her, James. Do you think she loves you back? And how do you know? Yeah, I do. And, you know, people often say with cats, they're, they're, they don't give love back or whatever. But, like, she, she does. And, like, when I come in and the... And they say especially with sphinx cats because sphinx cats have no fur, so they love humans' warmth. So even on a very basic level, they're, 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 they love being near us because we're warm. So when I come in in the, you know, in the evenings or whatever, she runs to the door like a dog would, which is unusual for a cat. Awesome. Cats normally, do you know what I mean? So she, she'd run up to you and, yeah, I, I, and she, it's also, she kind of, I feel like, this is probably all in my head, but I feel like she knows when I need it. I need a little bit of affection or whatever. Like if I'm having a bit of a moment or whatever, she'll crawl up on my lap or something and immediately calm me. So That's so cute. I mean, yeah. one of the questions that I ask all my interviewees on, on this show is, you know, as a race, what one thing could humanity learn from Diana? Oh my gosh. Um, what one thing? Like, again, I think unconditional love. Do you know, it's, it's just something that pets have in common that they love you no matter what. So you can go and have the worst day of your life and have a fight with someone and come back and your pet's there to like adore you no matter what's happened in the day. So that's why... I, now that I've had Diana, my first pet, I'll never be able to not have a pet, I think. Because mm-hmm. just that, that's just so lovely to come home to. Do you think it's, I don't know if you're, I actually don't know, are you broody or not? But do you think it, would it make you want children? No, it hasn't made me want children, but it's definitely gotten me used to having a pet and having someone to, someone else to think about. Yeah. So maybe that will lead to, oh, would I like a baby next? But I now, like... I can't imagine, like, I'll be devastated if Diana ever has to go or, you know, I, it's not worth thinking about kind of thing. And which is so weird for me. I'm not a, before Diana, I was never a broody person, never like had a lot of love for, for like pets or a want for pets. But now I'm just like, I can't imagine not having a pet. How long has she been in your life? Like, and this is the thing, only about a year and a half. Oh my God. And she's already the most followed cat on Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> I love it on Instagram in Ireland we should say yeah uh, last question I know and I'm delighted to see you and Diana are keeping safe in isolation what happened to your finger oh yeah I um, was uh, like wiping down the kitchen counter there and there was a knife kind of this, like jutting out thing and I literally it's such a deep cut like slit Ouch. So, was like, Diana attacked me. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, after like 20 minutes of absolutely fawning over it, yeah, she bit me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was scrubbing and knife slipped me, so. Oh, well, listen, you take care of that finger and yourself. James Kavanagh what, and Diana, what an absolute pleasure to have you both. Thank oh, you so, so much, much for joining you. us. We've come to the end of series one. Ah, but don't get too upset. My chats with Trini Woodall, Laura Whitmore, Vogue, Elizabeth Day and Amy Huberman are all available to listen to whenever you need to press pause. See what I did there? And take a little time out. Until next time, take care. 